Y'all, we have a special guest today. Yes. A very special guest. We have Felicia Day here. Can you say hello to Hey, the what's world, up, everybody? Our, our small world. Hi, small world. I hate <laughs> I hate that ride, but I don't hate you. Wow. You really? I mean, well, I was going to take this in a different direction, but now I have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like unpacking Felicia's small world hate is, should take place off off the air. Yeah. We have a lot of Disney heads in the audience that would freak the fuck out on you, Felicia. Listen, You're not ready for that heat. It's just the song. I love the interior. If they could just put sure. something else, anything, trip hop, anything in that D- ride. Skrillex, anything, yeah. Dead Eye Puppets. De- <laughs> <laughs> But the music. Okay, I don't love it. My dog died while I was at Disneyland, so I'm scarred for life there, okay? <gasps> I didn't think, did they, did they let dogs at Disneyland? No, but they, they while I was at Disneyland, at I called my partner, and he had had to put the dog down. Okay, And I okay. started sobbing, and the lady who was escorting us around, because I was with a famous person who had, like, that docent thing, she was like, please... Uh, let's get you backstage because she didn't want me crying near the carousel. <laughs> There's no crying at Disneyland. This is the darkest fucking cold open we've ever had in the entire history of the oh, show. Oh, sorry. This is no, it's working. I gotta be honest, it's working. <laughs> I just imagine that they have a bucket of that green paint that makes things invisible and they just like doused you with just, it. Just covered Felicia in it? In the, in the, what is it? Go away green? <laughs> No, I got, she escorted me, but she's like, let's get you out of the park. And then she took me backstage where, by the way, everything's holed up by two, two by fours. It's not nice back there. <laughs> yeah. You, you needed the magic now more than ever. I know. You know I needed a hug. Is. I needed something. I'm sorry. Anyway. Yeah. Get back with your podcast. My name is Griffin McRoy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Ross Frosty, and I know the best game of the week. Feel free to let it rip, Felicia. We oh. don't really have much um, religion about this. Okay, I'm Felicia Day, and I know the best game of the week. And this is the besties, where we talk about things that are... Oh, wait, what's the intro for this one? This is the besties. It's a video game <laughs> club, and just by listening to you, my friend, I remember... I almost did the intro to Wonderful, uh, but that's not this show. This one's Besties. Uh, this one's video games. This one's video. This one's video games, and uh, so we're going to talk about those this week, specifically Super Mario RPG, the remake on the Nintendo Switch. It's come a long way since Pac-Man. Chris, what is a Mario RPG? I wish I could tell you more than what you just said of a remake of Super Mario RPG on Switch, but it's that. They they yeah. they brought it back those 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 wild minds at Nintendo said now is the time to bring back the strangest Mario while we have a really strong solid IP vision let's bring back the one where he looks like a crushed piece of play doh and <laughs> yes. they did and, it's and we good. love him we love the crushed Mario we want to pop him like a little gumball right in our gobs but we're going to talk more about that in just a moment after the break. You go get a phone, you just want a phone to talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts, and you get ripped off, because you got all this fine print little details, and all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. 
$15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Okay, so uh, again, thank you for joining us, Felicia. Very special guest. Uh, I want to say before we jump into the game proper, which I'm very excited to talk about. This is one of my favorite games literally of all time it introduced me to the format of the rpg but felicia's here not just to talk about video games well mostly she will be talking about video games but i do want to call out she created a new narrative audio series called third eye which is on audible and it fucking rocks i'm gonna try to do an elevator pitch for it but please stop me if you think this is a bad elevator pitch okay you pitch it out harry potter goes through a harry potter type i should say Imagine goes through seven books of adventures and is called the chosen one and is basically guaranteed to save the planet from Voldemort and then gets to the end of the seventh book and fucking beefs it on the seventh book. (laughs) And then time jumps 10 years forward to loser Harry Potter. Uh, Is that a fair way to pitch this series? You know, it's 15 years, but you are accurate. You are super accurate. Actually, I mean, I haven't wanted to mention Harry Potter in my press uh, trying to get word out on this because J.K. Rowling sucks. (laughs) I I think we can all agree on that. (laughs) But at the same time, yeah, that was kind of the concept. I was like, what if Harry Potter whiffed it? And and then later this girl comes in and kind of blows her life up. She's a loser and everybody kind of suffers because of her and nobody will let her forget she's a loser. So yeah, that's that's the story. It's it's a seven hour epic, you guys. So if you want to listen to it, it has me and Neil Gaiman and Sean Astin and Will Beaton and Lily Pichu. It's it's like a murderer's row of kick-ass voice actors. Alan Mm. Tudyk, Christopher Judge. Yep. Weird Al's fucking in it. Like, you got some some real talent. I spent four years writing it. I was like, I'll call in every favor I have. Okay, (laughs) so come play with me. Yeah, Chris Judge is in it, and I'm like, he's 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 the big bad guy. So appropriate, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Uh, Please check it out. That's an Audible too, right? That's an Audible. product it's an audible original so they um you know and we worked on it for i mean i wrote it for like three years and then we took a year to make it like recording and all the special effects like it's kind of like a triple a it is like a harry potter movie in audio Um, oh yeah it's uh, like orally extremely like overwhelming at how dense it is like clearly y'all spent a ton of time making sure every aspect was represented and there were a lot of video game analogies. We like argued a lot about like what did, what would a portal really sound like? And we like no no it needs to go one more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so huge that uh, you did all of the foley work with your own sort of mouth, Michael Winslow style. I did uh, it. It was all a lot of that. The Super Mario RPG. 
the Legend of the Seven Stars. They dropped the subtitle. Yeah, I literally forgot it had a subtitle. Uh, for for this one was uh, uh, an RPG that came out in 1996. So it's been a minute, and it was developed by S- Square. This was pre Enix merger, uh, and it was the first sort of RPG Mario game. There've been a lot since then. There's been Paper Mario. There's been the Mario and Luigi uh, games. Paper Mario. Uh, I said already. I don't know why yeah, I repeated that. You said that it already. Twice. There's two of them, I guess. How and many? Mario yeah. and Luigi and Paper Mario and Mario and Luigi. <laughs> um, they're, they're, they've made a ton of games sort of in that vein since then, to varying degrees of success, I will say. But this was the first one that, and it was, I cannot stress this enough. If you were a nine-year-old at the time who was obsessed with Mario and Final Fantasy, this mashup was literally a uh, the most exciting thing that had ever happened in video games i feel like which uh, which was a little bit sad because it would be the last mashup they would do for mate like ever together right square and nintendo square and well just for from a like square never worked on another like nintendo rpg because uh, they didn't give uh, mario neck that's true <laughs> that's, that is true ex- Shigeru Miyamoto said, you made my man look so fucking stupid, guys. Get out of here. It is uh, one thing I will say that is sort of like noteworthy about Super Mario RPG. It is weird and very funny and irreverent. I think it set the tone for all of the like silly Mario RPG games that came afterwards, right? Like Mario uh, uh, Superstar Saga, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga on, uh, what was that, Game Boy Advance first? Then it's gotten ported all over. Uh, all those games, Paper Mario, all like pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and even like characterizations are defined in this game. So you look right. at like how Bowser appears in this game, the like kind of loser, sad Bowser is fully recreated in like the Super Mario movie that just came out. Absolutely. So uh, it's totally carried through and it, it's really defining in that way. Though I, I will say appreciating how weird this game is benefits from the movie because the movie and this game were tasked with the same impossible project. Tell a story about Mario, a character that has effectively no story. And the Mario movie was like, got it. He's going to do all the things. He, he likes hitting the power boxes. Let's let's do that scene. Yeah. He likes riding the go-kart. Let's, let's go do that scene. And, uh, and it's very, very true. And then... Enix was like, oh, I don't know. What would Mario want to do? How about a giant fucking sword, I don't know, like falls into the castle? And then they're like baby swords with eyes and like a toad it's kingdom weird. and talking It's very clouds. weird. Um, other stuff it is, uh, I don't know if it was the first, but it was one of the first RPGs that uh, got rid of random encounters. You can yeah. see all the enemies on the field while you run around. There's like some light platforming stuff. And also I would say the biggest thing is timed uh, inputs in battles, which, uh, you know, you press a button right when your attack hits, you do some extra damage or you block an attack, which is something that has been utilized by so many RPGs uh, since since, uh, since this game came out in 1996, uh, most notably Sea of Stars, which we just played earlier this year. Felicia, I know you didn't play this originally. No. Okay. <laughs> Let me just give you a little summary of my, my mom wouldn't get us a console. So right. the only exposure I had was going to a friend's house once. Now I went. To, I was homeschooled, so I wasn't let out of the house ever. One time, I went to another child's house. I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> that was it. No birthday parties. No playdates. Nothing. I was locked in my house with my PC. 
So I went once and I was so envious and my mom was like, no, you guys can't have a console to ruin your brain. Mm. Proceeds to let us play eight hours of PC games a day, <laughs> unsupervised, doing whatever we want. So was no, there a I, stipulation I, on the PC games? I got to say, like, was there a line where like, oh, this PC game's a bridge too far? No, she was like, Mass Bla she was like, place Mass Blaster. And I, I genuinely don't understand. Did she think we were doing Mavis Beacon and Mass Blaster the whole time? I don't know. <laughs> no. You had but laser shoot, suit Larry and another We were playing all the minimized. laser suit Larrys. That's how I formed my idea of relationships. And that <laughs> yeah. is a personal I, issue. I did want to confirm this with you because I I, I don't want to be weird, but I, I have read a profile on you before. Um, it's okay. And they did talk about how your mom only wanted to let you be elite gamer when you grew up. Yes. Uh, you what? did have the mandatory 10 hours of um, oh, yeah. Counter-Strike. Esports uh, training yes. day in, day yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually have a Twitch. Yeah, I have a Twitch in my right eye yeah. just because I was raised only on uh, FPS, right? So I'm, I, I'm imagining <laughs> they, they named Twitch after you, actually. Yeah, exactly. Is, I That's why it's called Twitch, guys. I'm imagining this encounter you had with your friend where you saw a game console for the first time, and they're just like, hey, Felicia, hey, Felicia, this shit right here, Felicia, this shit right here, it's yeah. called Bubsy. This shit right here is called Gex. You're going to love this shit. The You're envy. lose your mind. The envy. What, do you remember what they had, what they played? It was just, it was a Mario game. It was, yeah. I think it was just basic Mario. So cut to my child turns three, and I was super disciplined about not showing her any screens until she was three. Wow, three. Good yeah, work. I know. I'm impressed. It was hard on planes. But then, boom, <laughs> three years old, we're playing Switch every night of the rest of your life. And yeah. so we played through Mario Odyssey five times. Super Paper Mario is her favorite. So now that I'm listening to you, you guys, yes. I'm like, this is this is it. I just got wonder, but I'm like, this is it for the holidays. I will, my last thing I want to say here is though, she loves Super Paper Mario so much, I downloaded the first one you could get on the Switch. Mm -hmm. And she has formed her opinion of quote unquote old games. Mama, I don't want to see those dirty graphics. They look like broken quills. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's like Justin. <laughs> Justin Dirty has the same graphics. opinion about old graphics. <laughs> oh, that's that's fucking. I will say this: I got this game. I down. I have two switches. I have like a Switch Lite that is like my Switch that I travel with, and then I have like a the OLED Switch that usually Henry plays. Uh, so I downloaded uh, Mario RPG on both of them because I was super excited. I love this game so much. I downloaded it. I was playing it, and then he got home from school. I was like, "Dude, you got to check out this game. You love Pokemon. It's got turn-based combat." You like Mario? It's got Mario in it. Check it out. And he was so bored. He did not like it <laughs> no. even a little bit. Because there, there, here's the thing. There is a, a lot about this game. This is an incredibly faithful remake. A remarkably, remarkably faithful remake. It was made by Arte Piazza, which is a Japanese developer that uh, I would say most notably has done like all of the Dragon Quest ports. Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. they did... Uh, I would say sort of their biggest undertakings were Dragon Quest Seven and Eight, which launched on the PlayStation 1 and PS2, respectively. They did 3DS ports of them that were like complete overhauls. And the fact that they got these, you know, 150-hour RPGs to fit on 3DS is like a, a, a miracle. They, are, they have a deft hand at this, and they have done a remarkable job, I would say, up updating this. But... It is pretty antiquated. Well, uh, oh, as far as like the mechanics. Well, the thing is, she doesn't play. This is why I need I need you guys' uh, okay. advice. So she watches me and eats. So this is how I rationalize being a good mom, playing like mm. up to an hour a night with a six year old. She eats her fruit and vegetable plate while I do all the work. <laughs> but she's That's like great. yelling over, like ground pound, mama, 
ground pound. It's just like dictating to me. We just finished like Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet, and she's like, "Hell yeah!" She's obsessed with Whooper. But you're right. Like she, I tried to play. Paldean Whooper or original Whooper. Paldean Whooper. Flavor. Listen, I just ordered a hundred and twenty-five dollar Claude Sire from Japan because that's Jesus her favorite Christ. Pokemon, and no yeah. one in this wow. country would make that ugly ass Pokemon. It's yeah, stuffy. Yeah. Super ugly. So anyway, I think should the I, words are dirty graphics. Dirty yeah. graphic. <laughs> should I buy her a? So that's my question. I want to get her like into it, but she is intimidated by mm. the 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 cons. How old you is know. she now? You said she's almost seven. So I'm like, should I get her a switch light for Christmas? I mean, it's a good reading game for what it's worth. She can't that read is it. True. Okay, but it. like that, it, uh, it's very simple, is what I'm saying. So oh, if okay. you're trying to like ease someone into reading, mm-hmm. it's like not a bad area to start exploring okay um i will um, say the graphics are not dirty this game looks yeah it looks nice this game looks stunning yeah. i i am wild about how this game looks they've added a lot of um uh like pre-rendered cutscenes, which are yeah. delightful oh. uh they really do a lot to add to the add to the 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 charm of the game yeah, it's um, very colorful and and like yeah all the animations are like very faithfully recreated in like very good satisfying ways there's also uh, like people kind of forget like there's characters in this game that have never appeared in any other Mario project ever. Um, yeah. Who's this is... Mallow guy and who's this Gino guy? <laughs> these guys look kind of creepy. Like they were like yeah. spinoffs or what's going on with these guys? No, they, they just no, like they're one off like square created them. It's like, eh, that's the end of them. This is when this is, I love <laughs> looking at this game and looking at kingdom hearts and looking at the two different squares, uh, the two different companies that, <laughs> d- that created these two things. We're like, they were like, all right, we got our hands on the Mario franchise. We need to create some original characters. What about a puppet that comes to life and he has a finger blaster? Oh, that's not actually a good <laughs> way to describe his weapon, actually. Oh, so and then I realized. Um, and then what about this like little cloud man? And he can cast magic spells, and that's that's great. And then when they got to Kingdom Hearts, it was like, all right, we need some original characters. I want a fucking spiky animal. What about Sephiroth with brown hair? Like, just, <laughs> just lost the fucking plot completely. Um I, I, I think Henry was mostly turned off because the turn-based combat in this game is super duper uh, o- old school in the like Dragon Quest style, which is oh. like attack, item, magic, defend, and that's like it. And then you have the time button presses and you get some new you know special attacks, but it doesn't really get more interesting than, than that. Yeah, um, but you, I know, mean, it, but, uh, you know, Super Paper Mario isn't, that I mean, I'm sorry. The combat can be kind of a drag sometimes. It's Super Paper Mario, you know. Yeah, that's true. I, I what I like about this combat is very fast. So you can get oh, through a battle good. in like ten seconds. It just flies by, which really helps. And they also added a little bit to modernize it, where there's like a meter that goes up if you like properly time your attacks, and you get like a super power attack if it fills up. They also added like rare enemies that, so they like modernized it like ten percent. And I agree, like, it's not it's not going to feel like a Persona game from mm-hmm. a modern RPG standpoint. God, give me that. Give me that shit. Though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Mario, like, facing his own shadow self. I mean, they made that, uh, what is that, Fire Emblem X Persona game, whatever that was called. And I guess that's the closest you're going to get. I just want to see Bowser tackle his own sort of, like, Freudian <laughs> tendencies to summon demons. He's got some <laughs> issues. Especially he sure around does. women and and just kidnapping. <laughs> just, I mean, woman, right? Just Any the woman. one, yeah, just woman. really, just yeah. the one. Pe- yeah. yeah, he doesn't um, care about Daisy. No, he does. He doesn't give a shit. Um, I, I, I agree. I think the best thing that they, the best choice they have made with this game is that 
battles last. Not a joke. Like if you just run into a battle and there's one enemy in it, you will be out of there in five seconds. Okay, yeah. that's way it, different from Super Paper Mario. I mean, you could spend ten minutes in a battle there if you're battling a yeah. boss, you know. And like we played that literally four times through now, so I think <laughs> she's gonna. Also, if Peach is in it, it's always a winner. She let uh, you know she just it, not only is Peach in it. Peach is fully playable and fully awesome in this oh, game. Oh yeah, like, yeah. This is she is like the dedicated like. In addition to Mallow, like a, a very good caster and has some great powers and uh, characterization for her is really great. And I know she's going to star in her own game next year, which is exciting. Oh, so yeah. exciting. But this is a nice little teaser to that, I think. Um, I will also say I believe this game is like a dozen hours long. It is for an art for a square yeah. RPG, not... Not a. I gotta uh, say a that's a W here. in my book. Hell yeah, man! For for sure, I'm like uh, I have not had a ton of time to play it over the past week. Uh, my my youngest was was sick most of the time, and I was sort of it was all hands on deck over here. But I am maybe two thirds of the way <laughs> through the yeah. game, so uh, it is uh, it is it is. Uh, I don't know. I am I am having a very tough time separating my deep nostalgia for the original from my like feelings about this. And I don't usually fall prey to that um, because, you know, it, th there is a lot about this game that feels quite uh, out outdated, but they've just done such a good faithful job uh, re reviving it. And the presentation is so great and it's so like fast and snappy and charming. And uh, I'm just, I'm just having a, I'm having a, I don't think it's a game changer by any stretch of the imagination. I think if, if maybe you haven't played it before, uh, you'll 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 have a great time with it, but it is it's just nice to play. And and yeah, really did y'all play on the easy mode? No, no, oh, it's pretty I, easy. As 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 are no. you? Sorry, I shouldn't say that because no, 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 no. Yeah, I definitely played on the on the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> it's also not called the easy mode. It's called it's breezy. The Breezy. The breezy I mode. can't wait for breezy mode. Honestly, I will play easy on everything. I don't have time to dick around yeah. in a video game. Breezy, how did right you know it was choice. called the breezy mode? I'm on the listen. I've been watching the website. Like I've literally been like, how could? Uh, was, what would it feel like to touch Gino? Like it's gonna give me a splitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Don't. That'll lead you down some rabbit holes that maybe your your browser history will not recover. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I did a My Little Pony episode. I've seen some stuff, okay? <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> you of met all the, the characters to wonder what it feels like to touch them, you didn't go with Mallow, though? Because look, I'm just, I gotta I, know. Did your hand pass through him like a cloud or bounce off like a much, like a No, no, he's squishy. He's squishy. He's, yeah, that yeah. would be fun to, he that would be a fun squeeze. Gino, I would get a splinter, but I might like it. <laughs> 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 um, anybody else have anything to say about this 30-year-old uh, video game? Plant. You have anything? No, I, I, it's just very, very, very charming. And even if you don't have a lot of nostalgia for it, I remember I couldn't stand this game when I was a kid because it had like books level boring attitude. And no, it, it's a delight. I think everybody should check it out. All right. Um, that's Super Mario RPG. Get there. Big year for Mario. Weird year for Mario. Um, big but year. Big year for he's the going. Man. He's going big. He's like, he's yeah. a mainstream. He's like Taylor Swift and that guy, Kel whatever the football guy is. <laughs> <laughs> oh no Dan Marino let's go to a break this episode of the best of these is sponsored by Aura Frames alright so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind those are the sorts of people that you would say oh maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house 
but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties okay felicia uh i know you're already you've wish listed uh super mario rpg it's on every list that you have but i know you also played quite a number of other games and we're getting to the point the time of year that we reach every every uh, november december where it's game of the year time oh wow i'm curious if if anything is currently jumping out at you Okay, listen. I mean, I stream three times a week on Twitch. I shouldn't. It's not my profession. I don't know what I'm doing with my time. I should be doing other things. But, you know, it's my joy. Um, I think, I mean, obviously, I, I can't not pick Baldur's Gate 3. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a no-brainer. I really enjoyed Cyberpunk the first time, and I think the DLC is absolutely incredible. And I yeah. feel like um, I played it. Wait, wait, wait. Can, I, can we step back and say you enjoyed like, like you didn't have any issues with I Cyberpunk? I had zero issues. I think I Incredible. got st- stuck once, and I played it from day one. So I had a 
totally different experience. The gods were smiling upon you. I know, know, I know. Well, it's, 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 they, the gods recognize your insane PC gamer cred. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. They're you like, you know what? You're the only one here, girl. So, we'll protect you. Yeah, so I have to say on that end, I mean, like, I play a lot of games. I play a lot of Fortnite with my friends. I play mm. a lot of RPGs. And then anything with a digital hoe that I can grow up turnip with, I, will, yeah. I am a... I'm a hoe for a digital hoe. And so sure, you sure. give me literally any farming game. So I played Fay Farm and Sandrock and, I mean, name it. I got it. I mean, Coral Island's next on my list. It's just I love farming games and I love co-op How? farming games more than anything. So I have to give a shout out to the farming genre in general because it has really reached new heights. I, I would love to hear. I don't think we've talked about Sandrock at all on this show. It's no, I, I actually haven't heard of it. Uh, it is so. It's the follow up to what was my to, time at Porsche? Uh, right? Porsche, my time at Porsche. So, and my time at Samurai has co op, and it's like, it's like in you know you're in this Arizona kind of thing. And I, you know, again, I'm a I'm a tactile person. So like, uh, just like I wanted to touch Gino in a bad way, um, mm, yeah, I, and felt like I was going to get a splinter. It's a very dry game. You know, there, you got to mm-hmm. dust literally. things. Yeah, it's literally uh, very dry. But it's very, very fun, and I will say the depth of this kind of—I mean, Fay Farm was a fantastic game, but it was—it felt like I played it and then it was over, and I can't go back. You know, Sandrock has so much depth to it, and I think it's because they developed Porsche so much that they mm. just added on all these other mechanics, and it's just like you could go on forever and build your farm. So I love it. Although the aesthetic, again, I would like a little bit more moisture in my world. So I'm excited about sure, Coral sure. Island, <laughs> which is—I guess you could, you know, date mermaids, which I'm totally into. Uh, Felicia, let me ask you, how much of a uh, wish list is Haunted Chocolatier? Oh, I mean, listen, I play every farming game, even ones that are like, and there's nothing that beats Star do. It's just the writing, the goals, the mechanics. It's like, it's the master of all of them. And it's like, oh, I wish it was little, you know, we get all these beautiful graphics. And I will say Fay Farm did some stuff that really simplified the farming genre yes. in very pleasing ways. But at the end of the day, I it doesn't linger with me, the story. Whereas, you know, Stardew, I want to get back in there. I want to see what's going on. So Chocolatier is like, I'm going to play that. And he's still fucking that. working on Stardew updates. I like, know. It is It is telling crazy. that one of my most anticipated games is the 1.6 update for Stardew. <laughs> like, so good. Uh, I think yeah. I, yeah. Have you checked out Palia at all? That's another. I uh, have. I have. Yeah. Uh, I really, I, I'm in the beta. I play the alpha, actually, because I know people who work there. And it's really lovely. Okay. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting to, for it to add them to add more. But it is really beautiful. It's very much mm. like, wow, inside an MMO. It's just, I don't know, MMOs, I got kids. It's so hard. Yeah, I was living, dude. <laughs> I lived in there. I can't invest enough time to get good at it, you know? And that's kind of my, yeah. my issue. I don't want to be bad when I was an expert war- warlock. I don't want to go back to being like a casual in an MMO, right. so I don't, I don't blame you. Yeah, just to go back to Baldur's Gate, we were talking before the show. You made a, uh, I wouldn't call it a rookie mistake because I think it's a reasonable mistake to make mm-hmm. when, when deciding how you're going to play through Baldur's Gate. Oh yeah, I have a co-op game, and it's the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> now I played. I will say, two years ago, I played through Act One. You know, in bait with an early oh, access. Oh, yeah, the early access, yeah. So I soloed that, and it was, like, some of the best playing I've ever had. And then I decided to get my three friends who we play. We, we play Fortnite. We play all the farming games together. We play other things. Um, but we decided to do co-op. And it was the stupidest idea because, you know, 
two of us have kids and the other one, yeah, they don't do anything, but (laughs) 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 But one of them is a game developer, Adam, Adam Vision. He, he does a lot of really cool games, but my other, and the other one's my best friend. So it's fine where they have all the time in the world. And then Gary Witta and I have no time. And so we're in there and like my partner got injured and I couldn't stream at night and he has a kid, like a little kid and he can't stream at night. So it's just like, we are stuck in act two in a most frustrating way. And I keep being like on the, on the discord. I'm like, Hey guys, anybody just not want to play anymore? I'm happy to take over the game as a solo thing. No, no, no. We want to come in. I'm like, no. Yeah. Cause you can now boot people out of, uh, uh and just have a, a solo campaign that was originally yeah. not in the, in the release, but thankfully you can do that. I know Griffin got stuck with my freak co-op character for a bit. I had to redo like an hour and a half of that game because Russ and I played the co-op so we could talk about it on the yeah. show, and he made a little fucking horrible oh, no. Lord Farquaad fucking shithead, Ew. and then I had to just like <laughs> roll with him. <laughs> I could not do it. I had to do the whole goblin camp over again. Oh no, that's uh, a lot. Which is, which yeah, is a lot. A yeah. Well, we um, we actually killed uh, La- Lazelle or Lazel. I don't even know <gasps> Lazelle. Wow. We killed her, and then her body just we can't revive her, no matter if nobody's in the game or not. And she, her dead body is just there, so it's like a joke. We just log into camp, we just put more stuff in her inventory and like see if anybody discovers that we put some ham in there or whatever. <laughs> I mean, we can't... That seems like, it's really creepy. That seems like something Withers could handle now. He can't yeah. do it. I don't know what I kept. So I, you know, one of our players wasn't there for like 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, great. Let's revive her because he was the one who made the decision to allow Shadowheart to kill her. Mm. And I'm like, okay, let's get her off the ground and like just torment him. She won't get up. He won't give us the option. And I'm just like, what wow. is the problem? Dark. She's, I know. She's dead. She's stinky. I think it was dead. just Char magic that just made it permanent. Probably. Yeah, it was. It probably. So anyway, yeah, I don't know what to do, man. I'd love to dump my friends, but- um, you know, it's kind of my fault that we can't play because, yeah. so whatever, I'll get back to it in like 2025. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely, uh, I think neck and neck with Zelda for me for game of the year right now. Uh, I think that's going to be the case for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's starting to feel a little bit as things kind of coalesce and we start to like try and figure out what our like goatee uh, end of year special is going to look like. Uh, was it last? When did uh, Elden Ring come out? Was that year last year? Last? Yeah. That was last year. Or was it last year? Jesus. That yeah. was just a fucking. That like, was a, so last year. Last year we did uh, Felicia for our Goaty special. We did the best game that isn't Elden Ring because we knew that Elden Ring was going <laughs> yeah. to win it. Yeah. Uh, and this year it feels like it's it's like going to be a heads up battle between Baldur's Gate three and Tears of the Kingdom and let and let God decide the the rest of them. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, it's hard because you want to give a shout out to, I mean, Dredge was amazing. I played a lot oh, of Dredge Oh, yeah, that's definitely on my list. I love that game. So, like, there's a lot of games that you don't want to just be, like, neglecting because there was just, like, this giant, you know, a 400-pound gorilla this year. You can't yeah. argue with it, but it's the there's same time. It's, it's, it's King Kong versus Godzilla, and then there's there's a bunch of other really great monsters just sort of scoot, scooting around. Yep. But, Exactly. Um, so it's it's not it's not the best, you know, it's 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 a stressful time to be a parent because it, it, you literally just can't keep up with anything. Yeah. Well, thankfully, we have a 16 game bracket during our game of the year special. So I think we'll cover most of the, most big of the stuff. stuff. Um, we got anything in the mailbag? Oh, yeah, we've got some mail. Uh, we were recently asked in a previous episode, uh, folks were asking if you're on a budget, 
uh, and you want to do some gaming, well, what would you recommend? We had some recommendations, but this might be the best recommendation of them all, and I regret we didn't mention it. This comes from Peter. Uh, to the guy that is gaming on a budget, get a library card. Bigger libraries have been branching out into video games, and no one knows it. My library got the new Resident Evil 4, and it mostly just sat on the shelf. If your library doesn't have video games, your library is probably part of a library system that will get it from a neighboring library. Wow. That's wild. That, yeah. That's that's not anything I've ever heard of before. Um, well, if you have a library card, they have, like, the L.A. library, not only do you get, like, uh, a free streaming service, but they have, like, discounts on classes. Like, libraries actually have a lot. You could rent tools at one of the libraries in L.A. What? Yeah, you need a drill? Yeah. Go down there and rent, you know, check it out. It's really cool. That's I want awesome. a Dremel. I want a library Dremel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, cool. Get a library card. Recommended. Uh, this next letter comes from Marcus Green. Good question for all of us. Are you guys going to let your children inherit your Steam account? Uh, will you leave them your password in your will? Uh, that's a great, a great question. If Steam still exists when I die in 200 years, then <laughs> maybe. I mean, we know Gabe will still exist in 200 years, but whether Steam will exist is, is TBD. Is a, is a, is mm-hmm. I have been meaning to ask you, Griffin, how, how are you planning to live for another 200 years? Well, uh, I don't know. Let me ask this uh, bootleg dialysis machine that I'm <laughs> up to right now while we record. <laughs> Swapping my blood out for a uh, child. But no, um, I don't, man, I don't know. My son doesn't give a shit about PC gaming. Barely any any shits at all. So, like, I don't know. He would, his life would have to take some pretty wild twists and turns to, to, to care about the... And also, my Steam library... It's got some good stuff in it. It also has a lot of, let's say, cruft. A lot of stuff. I don't know that my son would know how to navigate. I don't. Either of my children would be able to navigate the library to get to. I to thought you were gonna say a lot of hentai puzzle games. And, that <laughs> and so many hentai <laughs> puzzle yeah. games. Um, so many titties. Yeah, <laughs> like eight. Uh, what about you? Well, the all? thing is, like, for me, like, I don't. I'm literally contemplating: should I get her a switch light? For, for Christmas? Or mm. should I just be like, we're going to go iPad? Because I feel like in oh. 10 years, are we going to just be gesturing? Is there going to be a joystick ever? Like touchpad, anything? Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I think there, I think controllers are here to stay. I think people need that tactile thing. Yeah. Um, I, you know, iPads certainly have good games on them, but I think the, the, you really saw like with the rise of the Steam Deck and the rise of these new handhelds that are coming out, like people want something that they can directly hold and interact with. Yeah. And touchscreen just isn't gonna recreate that. Yeah. My 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 recommendation definitely go switch because it's not that there aren't good games on iPad, but there are a lot of really bad ones. Yeah, no, like, you're right. They're really bad. It, I mean, I, basically, it's yeah. like I'm going to let her play Minecraft when she's seven. Yeah. And then we're going to yes. play Zelda. Because I tried a couple years ago with Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and she was too scared. She was like, why are you murdering Ooh. actual animals? So I'm going to try again. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to try again. But then I really want to encourage her to play because I don't want her just to be a Twitch watcher. I want her to be a Twitch player if she wants to. And I want her to get, you know, used to using the controller. And I feel like now's the time. It's like get piano lessons and get get a switch light to figure out these controls out. I just don't want to hamper her, like, oh, you're you're adapting old technology. But I guess you're right. You know, it's fine. She'll be I fine. would say in a couple years, big recommendation, get her uh the portal uh, com- uh collection on Switch. Oh, that's great. 
that is a really great i mean that and minecraft are like two really great introductions to dual stick mm -hmm. controls mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so yeah no that, they're awesome okay great thank you i mean i think mario wonder like the, the fact that it seems so newbie friendly is like yeah. why i was inspired mm -hmm. like okay maybe if she had a smaller controller because like a regular controller is huge for a little kid like yeah and it's really unwieldy and she's not the kind of kid who wants to look dumb you know she's super perfectionist yeah, sure. syndrome so she's like doesn't want to pick it up and i'm like i i want her to be able to practice so i think the switch light is the way to go the switch light would be perfect it's so, it's so also sweet. 8 bit dough makes like little kid controller kid size i just bought one actually what for, really uh, yeah. Yeah, they uh I bought they have a wireless PC one uh that I got to play on uh Steam Deck when it's docked. It's so cute. It's like a little mint green little deal. I love okay, it. Okay, I'm already on the website. Thank you. For uh, Switch, I like the Power A Nano. Uh I I swear by that one. I don't okay. know if uh 8-Bit makes a, a Switch Thank controller you. or not. Okay, we have one last question and then we'll do a little bit of honorable mentions, wrap it up. Um, this is actually, sorry, not a question, but a clarification on a question that I asked in a previous episode regarding Scooby-Doo. Specifically, <laughs> are there any Scooby-Doo episodes or even murder mysteries that end up where it's just a ghost as the murderer? When did uh, we talk about, what? oh, when we talked about a haunting in Venice? Yeah, so I think it was okay. maybe in the maybe in the context of that. <laughs> Did we talk about that movie? Um, but yes, uh, that was the question. The you know, basically, obviously, we all know. Usually, in murder mysteries, it ends up with it being like the security guard or the hairdresser having done it. Mm -hmm. well, spoilers. But I guess the question is: Are there any instances where it's ghosts? And uh, people wrote in, specifically Alexis McCoslin. Sorry for butchering your name. Uh, wrote in to say, um, gentlemen, I'd like to direct both of your attentions to the 2002 film Scooby-Doo. I thought in that movie it ended up being Scrappy-Doo as the villain. Well, yes, but there's also a bit where, like, um, the Scooby gangs, like, switch spirits. Oh. And switch, by like, that, that they it enters the realm of the supernatural pretty, um... Con concretely, I would say. Got it. You also, also have to say after the credits when um, Shaggy pulls the green ribbon off of uh, Scrappy's neck and then his head falls off and it turns out mm -hmm. he's been dead all along. Yeah, Ugh. that's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> ben also wrote in to say that there's a Scooby-Doo, uh, there's also Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island where I believe the twist was just that zombies were real. Yeah. Mm. And that one, Shaggy <laughs> has to sort of face his mortality. And I think that that was a big moment for animation. Yeah. So, uh, last chunk of the show, we're going to talk about honorable mentions. Uh, Felicia, this can be anything. Doesn't need to be a video game. It can be anything um, that you're into, that you've been watching, that you've been reading, playing, what have you. Um, I'll start, give you some time to think about it. I've been playing the DLC for Teardown, which is a game I've talked a oh, lot about. So I good. Love, so love good. Teardown. Um, Felicia, have you tried the DLC for this game? I have not. I played it a while ago, and I was just like, yeah. this is the best thing for my brain I've ever done in my life. And oh, I, it's fucking amazing. It's amazing. So the DLC is called Time Campers, and it's basically uh, Back to the Future 3, because you get in a time machine, and all of the levels are set in the Wild West. And you get, like, Wild West, like, equipment, and you can ride horses, and all that stuff ties in with, like, the heist mechanics of normal teardown. And it fucking rules. Uh, they also just came out on consoles for the first time. It's on PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, uh, which is cool if you haven't ever played it. Is it on Game Pass? 
Um, I don't think it's on Game Pass. I think it's on PlayStation Plus, like premium, whatever ah. that's called. Those like ridiculous tiers of PlayStation Plus. Um, it also still runs really, really well on a Steam Deck if you've got one. Uh, yeah, it, it is incredible DLC uh, and really exciting that a lot of people can now play it because it's on consoles for the first time. So check that out. It's called Teardown, and the DLC that I played is called Time Campers. Do you think that would be an okay fit for like a for for a kiddo? Because okay, I think so Henry and my- Gus would like to watch things get smashed apart, but I feel like the heist mechanics would be a little bit. It's real complicated. It, it is complicated. My, uh, here's the thing, though. Teardown has, like, a lot of side modes. Like, there's just a mode where you just, like, fuck shit up. So if they just want to, like, knock stuff down, you can do that. And you can give them all sorts of tools. And there's, like, user-created, like, uh, tools that you can download. Okay, that sounds great, then. So Let's I think that. it is viable for that. I mean, I don't know what's going to result in your house, but at least it's a start. Uh, I... I think Justin mentioned this. I think maybe all of you maybe have mentioned this at various points. I have uh, almost finished Scavenger's Reign, which is uh, on Max, and it is maybe the best sci-fi show I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow! Uh, what? I I I cannot. Uh, I cannot. I I can't remember the last time a a TV show like made me feel the way that this show uh, makes me feel. It is absolutely remarkable. If the, if you did not hear us talk about it in the past, it is a uh, just jaw droppingly gorgeous, uh, very adult animation uh, series about uh, survivors of a, uh, a a deep space uh, crash on an alien planet with an intricate and like bewildering ecology that they have to learn how to adapt to and uh you know hide from often uh in order to you know survive uh and it is it is staggering i am i am deeply in love with this show i started watching it like three days ago and i uh have been staying up at night too late uh just tearing through it so uh, if if I I would recommend it to pretty much anyone except if you have maybe a weak stomach because <laughs> it is pretty <laughs> pretty uh, horrifying at times. Um, but man, I really hope it gets the sort of like recognition it deserves because I think if it does, it is it is going to be a I like important show for like Western animation. Um, I, it is like on the level of like Evangelion in, in my mind for like what it is, it is doing. So yeah, watch, watch that shit. Have you watched it yet, Chris? Uh, I have not. I watched the original short that it's based off of and right. I am so excited for it. I just, I don't know. I've been kind of like putting it off for the holidays cause I want to be able to really get into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone should do it. Also on the like inverse side of that, I've been playing a game on my phone, uh, called heroes versus hordes. It is a it is a vampire survivors like, and it has like a trillion like microtransaction hooks oh that are oh not, not great. But like the uh, the the game itself is very uh, fun, and it has a lot of like neat RPG mechanics. And I don't know if you've played any game like it looks Survivor. pretty. I or, I was Archiro. addicted to Vampire Survivors because you get I could play it on. So basically, I got rid of my gaming laptop because I'm like Felicia. When you're traveling, you need to write. And of course, mm. you can play Vampire Survivors on a Mac with a touchpad. And I just played <laughs> 400 hours of Vampire Survivors last year. So now I'm downloading this immediately for my trip. 
Thank you. Yeah. It's um it's 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 good. It's it, like very short form, uh lots of like stuff to unlock and um I think I think you can I've spent a little bit of cash on it. There's like an option to remove ads, which is like yes. if I really like a game and I play it a lot, I will always spring for. Um but you can you can do most of the stuff here without spending any money. So um yeah, it's a good one. Um for mine, this is more of a story, but Felicia, I am so happy to have you here because I can tell you directly that you are tied to one of my favorite museum experiences in examples of government lack of oversight that I have ever experienced. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, and, and you are so directly tied to it. You, okay. So my recommendation is the Smithsonian National Museum of American History. Oh. And, the best. The right? Best. Right, but right before I know you that you probably have a general idea of where that's going, but I assure you, you also don't. Okay, great. Right before the pandemic, I am in DC for work, right? And it's like that, I don't know, like early January, there's rumblings like, uh oh, something's going on in the world. Is that, is that virus going to come over here? And it's like, you know what? I don't know. Maybe I'm not going to be able to travel for like another month or two. I should really go see a museum while I'm in D.C. So I go to the uh, National Museum of American History. And the bottom area is, like, very well laid out. You know, it, 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 it's not as um, – it's not how I remembered it as a kid, but it's still, it's still nice. They're, they're taking good care of it. And I go upstairs, and there's nothing. Like, there's – I don't know if it's, like, under construction, but there is nothing. I go in, like, the main room. There's nothing there. It's like everything's been removed. I go into another room. There's nothing there. I go deeper into this labyrinth. Nothing, nothing, nothing in every room. And then I get to the end. And in one room, in the center of that room, there is a single thing. And it is the costume that Felicia wore. What? And do you want to date my avatar? What? In the center, in a giant glass display case. What? And all I could think was, this is when the zombie apocalypse needs to happen. <laughs> we need it to happen right now. That way. So that this will be the only, this will be the uh, Museum of American this- <laughs> History and Felicia Day. <laughs> and people will come back a hundred years from now. You know, they'll be rebuilding civilization and they'll say, this was the most important thing. I, we need to study it. We need to know everything about it. And it made me so fucking happy. And I'm so glad I get to tell you about it. That is the weirdest story. Did you like step over like a stanchion or something? Like you were just breaking into I don't this? Know. I I wanted to ask questions, but I, I, as a good citizen of the world, I knew the asking questions would ruin this. No. I simply appreciated it. He saw Nicolas Cage. Eyeing yeah. the costume oh, God. in a way that was kind of, but it was a wax. Kind of, yeah, it was just a wax thing of no, Nicholas Cage. Nicolas Cage. But that's yeah. actually Nicholas Cage. He's made out of wax. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, thank you for that story. That's really creepy. It's actually still on display right now, but it is in a different area with a with like next to Scully's badge and like the Xena outfit. So you wow. can see it. And I will tell you a small story about being humble on the internet. I did a convention there, awesome con, very fun con, and I went. I on break to go see my costume, right? And it's in this huge display of like powerful women and like it's wonderful. Like, and I walk up and there's a picture of me on the ground, you know, like my headshot in the outfit and a whole blurb about why my outfit's there and the outfit there. Uh, and it was packed. I stood as obviously as I could in front mm. of that cabinet, <laughs> like pointing to it, gesturing. I did a TikTok video very loudly 
trying to get any attention from anybody around me at all to be like, hey, that's you. Not one person oh. noticed me, cared. It was the most humbling, like, oh, okay, you're never, yeah, don't be confident. Don't. I, I will. <laughs> I will say we've we've been to this museum a few times. It's, it really is. I think it's probably my favorite of the like Smithsonian museums to bring the kids to because it's huge. They have like a kids play area in the in the on the first floor. Uh, it's it's absolutely rad. Your this display that your outfit from the guild uh, is is in is right next to a gigantic like screen that is like showing important clips in the history of American cinema. Uh, and so I took the boys here and we were like walking around and I was, you know, looking at all these incredible relics uh, from cinema history and Henry <laughs> plopped down and was just watching this big screen. <laughs> and then later he, he came up to me and he was like, hey, um, who is Austin Powers? <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was like, I saw a thing from Austin Powers. It was really funny. Who is Austin Powers? And I was like, oh, shit, there is no way. There is no way he is ready for this conversation. There's, there's so much stuff I would have to explain to him to make him understand sort of the place America was at when we when Austin Powers happened. Um, but luckily, you know, he saw Captain America's shield after that, and the, the, we he has never talked about it again. Do you think but that otherwise, in kind of the traditional way of telling your children about Austin Powers, which is wearing the Halloween costume and waking them up in the middle of the night? Yeah. yeah. Oh God! Just like. Yeah, yeah. It's time. It's time for the. It's time for the talk. Imagine if Shrek was a British sex pest. Now you know. <laughs> uh, Felicia, anything yes. uh, else you wanted to shout out in the honorable mention section? Yeah. So I was. Wrap? Yes, I was streaming yesterday, and I was streaming Nalbeck's Dungeon Master, which is I did a vi uh, I did a voice in Dungeons of Nalbeck. It's a really cool French game that I got to play the wizardess, and they have a new game out, which is Dungeon Master, which is essentially Dungeon Keeper. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. It was a PC yeah, sure. game about making a yeah. Anyway, it's very fun. Then my friend Adam, who created Poosh and all these one-button games that are very fun, he logs in and is like, hey, Felicia, I want to show you a game. And I'm I'm streaming, and I was like, okay. He got, makes me go to Suka game, S-U-I-K-A oh. game. It's a browser game. And I proceed to play this stupid dumb free game for three and a half hours because it's totally addictive. It has amazing sounds. It's like Tetris, but also bubble bubble, but also like everything. And I don't know how he found this dumb browser game, but I'll be playing it on my browser, on my phone, probably all my vacation. Is, this, so the, I, is this the watermelon puzzle game? It's the game? watermelon yeah, it's the game. Watermelon. Yes. Okay. Have you played it? It's just- uh, No, I've just seen it all over and it looks so cute. It's so good. It's like everything you want in a- quick i mean i played three and a half hours my back is so messed up right now because of suka game so i want to give a <laughs> shout out to that you know if you want to really destroy your body and your mind suka game i think yeah. it's on switch too i think it's on yeah stuff. it is on switch but it's also uh, awesome cool. I, I want to oh are we going to recap uh everything we talked about that's a lot Go for it, Chris. Sure, I'll do it very quick. We talked about Super Mario RPG. We talked about Teardown DLC, Time Campers, Scavenger's Reign on Max, Heroes vs. Hordes, uh, the Smithsonian National Museum of American History, Vampire Survivors, Malbex, Dungeon Master, and Suica Game. I want to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. We have Move, Par uh, Move Apparel, Late Soar, and I May Liffy. Uh, I want, also want to thank our very special guest, Felicia Day, who thank you, Felicia. Uh, has the Audible series that I mentioned. Uh, it's called Third Eye. It fucking rules. It's great. Thank you. Uh, highly recommend checking it out. 
uh, that is, are all the episodes live now? Yeah, well, it's still- all, yeah, it's seven hours. So it's kind of like an audio book, but it's also 10 episodes of television. That's how I wrote it. And awesome. you could get it right now at audible.com slash third eye. They also have a very good deal. They're not sponsoring the podcast, but they have a very good deal right now. If you're interested in signing up for Audible, it's it's a good time to do don't it. Don't you yeah. give them that no shit free, free ads. I know. Don't give you. them anything for free, but you free probably pod. have a free credit. The, so get my thing. The landscape, the adver- <laughs> podcast advertising landscape is so bad right now, guys. You can't <laughs> devalue us that way. Hey, next next week, we are we are pulling the train into Goaty Station. Next week, though, we are going to be revisiting some of our favorite unheralded indie games of the year. Uh, this would be a great time for you to go to the newsletter and let us know uh, your your favorites. And that newsletter, just go to Bessies.fan and you can get all kinds of great stuff. It is like one of the only newsletters I'm subscribed to. Uh, and it is because uh, sometimes Chris and Russ talk about stuff on there that I don't fucking know about. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's great. So uh, we'll, we'll be back next week with some indie games. So thank you for joining us. Uh, Tune in again next time for the besties because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Steve.